Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already August 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide that absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We were not live on Saturday. Had nothing to do with being sick or anything else, folks. I'm starting to recover quite well from the coronavirus. No doubt surviving the uh, sickest time in my life I've ever had. There's easy ways to solve it, but you got to get a hold of the right people to help you. I'll tell you that right now. It's been a long haul, to say the least. Nevertheless, we were not live on Saturday. Nothing to do with being sick. Everything to do with me doing a, a reunion, a Sam and Julie Bushman family reunion. Wow, we had 19 people there. It was just our immediate family, our children and our grandchildren and us. What a wonderful time had by all just a wonderful experience we were grateful for that so i took a little break i did a rebroadcast on saturday we were live on friday and the recap for that starts now so we had our guest on of course chris carlson first hour discussion of all things liberty and we talked about a monopoly we talked about an overview of the great reset follow the money covid lie is the group that put this video together ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net is the website for it. And we talked about why is the stock market up, but most individual portfolios for families are down. Why is that answer? Because they're getting a great reset and fleecing the market, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the World Affairs Brief. That's Joel Skousen and crew reporting that half a dozen investment firms control most corporations. And boy, howdy, is that true if you follow the money? We talked about 90% of the international media is owned by nine massive media conglomerates. We talked about that in detail. We talked about the United Nations wants to make sure, as does Klaus Schwab, that in 2030 they claim that poverty, hunger, pollution, and disease no longer plague the earth. Sounds lofty, right? But to make sure... To achieve this, the United Nations wants taxes from Western countries to pay the bill. Yeah, they want to create a brand new society. Believe it or not, the pandemic was orchestrated at the UN level, and that's where they want to gain the most control. All right, so namely the UN itself would be the leader. The pandemic, the catalyst. Global warming, the catalyst to bring about their global reset, jubilee, change, whatever you want to call their cabal. The United Nations agrees with Klaus Schwab that a pandemic is a, quote, golden chance to accelerate the implementation of now what's called Agenda 2030. It used to be called Agenda 21. The top two capital investment companies behind this whole international globalist cabal, BlackRock and Vanguard. 
They own stock, believe it or not, in all the rest of the companies. In Fink, that's Larry Fink, by the way. In Fink, we trust why BlackRock is considered now the fourth branch of government. Believe it or not, an article written in Bloomberg. In Fink, we trust. The question is, did BlackRock, <clears throat> mega corporation, actually take over the U.S. Treasury? Are they in bed with the Federal Reserve a special privilege like no other? Answer, clearly, yes, indeed, the answer is true. We also talked about Project Syndicate and how they peddled their uh, manipulative tactics via the media. Project Syndicate, by the way, is a national media organization that publishes and syndicates commentary and analysis on a variety of global topics. Project Syndicate, they're literally taking over uh, the media internationally using these agendas and very few corporations. Second hour we had on Dr. Scott Bradley with us. To preserve the nation is long, 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 long life goal and collegiate series to match. To preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website got hacked like no other. They took down well over, well over a thousand videos, so be patient uh, while um, he's been deplatformed. He's trying to come back, so give Scott Bradley a chance on that. We talked about a BuzzFeed news report revealed that Snopes co-founder David Mickelson plagiarized 54-plus articles, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, he used different names or three different bylines, if you will, for 2015 to 2019, but he's still a 50% shareholder and officer of Snopes. Remember, Snopes was supposed to be the untouchable, one of the fact-checkers. Now they get caught. Literally peddling fake news and dishonesty. Hunter Biden's laptop scandal raises serious questions about Joe. Did Biden lie? Answer is, by all accounts, yes, indeed. Believe it or not, the FBI was in possession of Hunter Biden's video claiming that his laptop was stolen and admitting that it would be a security breach. They've had that information. Since 2019, ladies and gentlemen, the blaze with that information. Why does the FBI have possession of that? And they literally covered it up. They protected Joe. They protected Hunter. They dropped the story. They didn't carry the ball. They didn't issue indictments. They didn't move forward in any way. The answer is because the swamp is so deep, folks, it'll shock even those of us who think we have a handle on it, right? Houston Hospital out of control hits breaking point. What happened is they fired 150 nurses and employees that would not take the vaccine so they fired them the problem is now they have a flood of covid patients and a shortage of workers that's what happens when you get too belligerent ladies and gentlemen and try to violate the agency of people what a sad tale to tell in houston i'll tell you that we also talked about the hospital now is removing sick patients from transplant wait list yeah after you refuse to get the covid shot if you're a patient forget you you're not getting an organ transplant then Again, it comes back to this, you know what? No vaccine, no compassion in the medical industry these days. We also talked about a New Zealand outbreak spreads to the capital, and they've still got a nationwide complete New Zealand lockdown. Boy, howdy, is the coronavirus going to stay there in spades, isn't it? We also talked about three vaccinated senators now tested positive for the COVID. Several House members now testing positive. Several governors now testing positive. 
Jesse Jackson vaccinated, testing positive. They want you to believe these breakout cases are few and far between. But if you see how many breakout people or people who are vaccinated that are famous or popular end up with COVID, you kind of start to say this can't be a minor breakout rare instance like they're claiming, or it couldn't be this many people in very unique positions, right? We also talked about a new policy from President Biden. Force all nursing home workers to be vaccinated against COVID. Facilities that fall short will be either, what, paralyzed or lose, or, I'm sorry, they'll lose federal funding. Wow. You'll be penalized or lose all federal funding over this. Joe's out of control. The National Association of Broadcasters show will require, require COVID-19 vaccines. So I guess I'm not going to the NAB show anymore, huh? What a sad tale to tell. I used to go to the NAB all the time. Keep up on new technology, meet people, spend time together, fun times, good education, worth but not anymore. The National Association of Broadcasters now mandating vaccines to attend their shows. Uh, they'll, they'll bring out more details of what that's supposed to look like logistically coming up. Wow, what a shame on them. All right, we also talked about a vaxxed Australian official. The guy's name is Victor Dominello. <clears throat> he literally develops Bell's policy during a COVID press conference. And everybody's freaking out on that. And now they say that Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine, one of the side effects is Bell's palsy. Interesting how... When I thought I got COVID the first time back in 2020, I got Bell's palsy after it, by the way. And then, of course, I took an antibody test that said it was negative. But do you trust it? You can't trust the tests. Dr. Roger Hopkinson doing a phenomenal job. It's all been a pack of lies, he says. We played his clip. Very, very educational indeed. All right, without further ado, that's a recap of Friday's broadcast. Like I said on Saturday, I was at a personal family reunion. It was a wonderful time for that. And without further ado, news that I reviews to you starts now. And Lowell Nelson's with me. Welcome back, sir. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's good to be with you. All right. So much to talk about. So little time. Um, this Bell's palsy issue was very serious. I got super sick back in January 2020. Thought it was the COVID because I had a real hard time breathing. And then eventually it evolved into Bell's palsy for me, but then I took an antibody test that came back negative, but then I talked to a bunch of doctors who said, don't trust it, I'm sure you had it. So I don't really know if I've had uh, COVID twice now or what the heck's going on, but very, very strange when this guy from Australia literally develops Bell's palsy in the middle of a press conference as he took and is promoting the vaccines law. Very interesting. Yes, it is. I'm just reading Bell's palsy. I don't know what that is, except it's a type of facial paralysis, according to the, the um, Internet here. Results in temporary inability to control the facial muscles on the affected side of the face and might include twitching, weakness, or total loss of the ability to move one or, in rare cases, both sides of the face. That's what you have felt, huh? Yeah, I had that. I even went to the doctor and they diagnosed it as that and everything else. Uh, I had Bell's palsy, mm. and it's no fun. Wow. Well, yeah, I can imagine. That's no fun. Now, here's the interesting thing. Here's the Mm -hmm. interesting thing. Now, Canada adds Bell's palsy, ladies and gentlemen. Canada adds Bell's palsy warning to visor COVID shot. Quick pause. Lowell Nelson with me. Liberty Roundtable live.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Yes, a Bell's palsy coming out from the vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. Also, Bell's palsy coming as a result of coronavirus. Believe it or not, the National Vaccine Information Center, NVIC, reported that staff members of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, had already known about this Bell's palsy and recommended monitoring people who received the Pfizer BioNTech or whatever it is, and Moderna shots for Bell's palsy. The recommendation had been made after the FDA staff had analyzed clinical trials by both products used by manufacturers to apply for emergency use authorization. Yeah, during the trials using 42,000 participants, They say there were four reported cases of Bell's palsy among those who received the shots. So they already knew that by giving these people these biologics that Bell's palsy um, was an issue. This is amazing stuff as we get more and more and more information about what's really going on, Lowell. Yeah, it's sobering, Sam, and it's um, also frustrating to think that these companies um, want profits over, I mean... Their, their goal is, is to make money instead of to help people. I mean, I mean, most people go into doctoring and nursing because they want to help people, but then you've got <clears throat> other people, that uh, administrators and some members of big pharma owners of companies and so forth, they, they just want them, you know, their focus is more on the, on the almighty dollars and on helping people, and so you get these conflicts going on, and, you know, I think this is the result of that. 
Very scary indeed. Anyway, more and more side effects coming out. The vaccines have serious, serious concern. Leading right into that, though, if you want to get educated on these issues and many other topics, there's an incredible symposium coming up in Utah, Lowell. Uh, there is, Sam. Uh, September 10th and 11th, that's a Friday-Saturday combination. It's the Health Freedom Symposium sponsored by YourHealthFreedom.org. Our good friend Kristen Chevrier has hosted this annual health symposium in Utah for years, about five years. I think this is number, year number six. But this year, unlike other years where we've covered more general, you know, general health topics, this year is laser-focused on uh, the COVID uh, 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 disease, the treatments, the vaccine, um, and so forth, uh, as well as, as uh, health freedom. It's going to be, uh, like I said, Friday evening, September 10th from 6 to 9, and uh, also Saturday all day from 8 in the morning until 7 at night. And so I, I know this is a national show. Uh, all around the world hear this show, Sam, but I just mention it because if you're in the Intermountain West or, or I don't care where you are, if you're only, you're only a plane ride away from attending this show, if you have a keen interest in uh, COVID uh, uh, itself, uh, the treatment for it, the, the real treatment for it, how to how to kick it, I mean, with using um, all, all sorts of, you know, um, natural and alternative, you know, alternatives to the Moderna vaccine, alternatives to the Pfizer jab, alternatives to what Big Pharma is pushing, then you're going to want to come to this. You're going to want to see what the scientists are, have, have learned. I mean, this is an extravaganza. we got six doctors, Peter McCullough, Lawrence Palevsky, James Lyons-Weiler, Shannon Croner, James Meehan, Paul Thomas, all talking about the, this, uh, the vaccinations, about the COVID, about uh, immunity, all great, great topics, and so you're only a plane ride away from this, even if you don't live in uh, in Utah, Sam. It's, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. You want to be fully armed with the knowledge that will help you navigate the uh, the current uh, upheaval, the current storm that's uh, besetting us. You know, launched on us by big pharma and big science and big medicine, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> 6 to 9 p.m. Friday evening, there's going to be dinner, live music, a roundtable discussion with these uh, medical physicians and scientists uh, on the topic. Several medical doctors, a bio-research expert, etc. And these are key people coming to this event, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of people coming to speak about this, uh, Lowell. This health symposium, uh, even though it's in Utah, we bring it up because it's become... Uh, a national and even an international draw uh, because of the talent, the educated people who are willing to take on the establishment and tell the truth. Um, anyway, Kristen and, and crew over there have really developed something beyond the state of Utah annually now. That's right. And you can read more about it at the website, yourhealthfreedom.org. That site, again, is yourhealthfreedom.org. And what do you got to do? Have promo code LOL and you get a discount? That's on the next uh, event at the October oh, okay. event. October. Yeah, All right, before we get to the October event, though, let's be very clear sure. who's speaking at this thing. <clears throat> I mean, it's going to be Friday night, 6 to 9, and then Saturday, 8 to 7, an all-day event in Layton, Utah. Mm-hmm. And you got Dr. Peter McCullough, who will be there, mm-hmm. who will discuss COVID, early treatment, all that stuff. 
Dr. Lawrence Pileski, I think that's how you say the name, mm-hmm. a New York media or New York uh, pediatrician there, so we can talk about children even. Dr. James Lyons Weiler, PhD, Michigan bioresearch scientist, autoimmunity, COVID, vaccines. I mean, really drilling into some of these topics people have wanted to know so much about for so long. Dr. Mm-hmm. Shannon Croner, California clinical psychologist, talking about religious freedom exemptions, talking a lot about the effects of COVID on society, not counting just getting sick. Dr. James Meekin, MD, weaponized pseudoscience. I think that's what's really, really at the core of all this, Lowell. Yeah, I agree, Sam. Meehan is his yeah, last name, Me James Meehan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, weaponized pseudoscience. That's very interesting with Fauci and crew at the helm. Dr. Paul Thomas Oregon, I guess he's a pediatrician. Talking about studies about the vaccinated versus unvaccinated. These things are very timely topics. Neil Schultz, I guess a Utah nature path there. Are there remedies for COVID-19 vaccinations? Brett Wilcox, author, licensed professional counselor from Alaska coming in. This is the time, folks. And then Eric Moutsoats, or Moutsoats, I guess. Um, he's talking about business revival, Utah, really kind of talking about how important it is to go on with life. Even with the COVID, we just cannot shut down the whole world is the point. But it is going to be a, a health freedom uh, freedom event to attend, Lol. Extravaganza. That's right, Sam. Come to this and walk away armed with information, knowledge, and knowledge is power. You will feel much different about the... Pseudoscience being foisted upon us by big pharma, big science, big medicine than ever before if you attend this conference, Sam. Again, visit yourhealthfreedom.org. Sign up today, and uh, you won't be sorry. Bring your friends, bring your family, anybody and everybody that uh, that you want to hear this information. We're even working, Sam, we're working to, to uh, get some of the high profile leaders from the dominant uh, church here in the, in the state to attend because uh, so much, um, you know, because of what they've been saying about COVID. And we want to give them a different look at this. Uh, we hope to to, to uh, invite them to, to visit with these doctors on Friday at breakfast and lunchtime. So we're hoping to for good things out of this, Sam. It should be a great weekend. All right. So that's the big event in September. The next big event uh, is in September on, uh, let's see, the 20th of September. At Liberty uh, Hall, October, there's going to be an event. No, hold on. This is September the 20th. Oh, I beg your pardon. You're right. You're right. Yep. yep and there'll yep. be in a big event at Freedom or at Liberty Hall uh, in far west Utah. And it'll be a continuation of Constitution Week. And I'll be there speaking along with a couple of other people. We're still putting the details together. That's happening on September the 20th. So you got the 10th and the 11th. You got the 20th. And now you got this October event, Lowell. Uh, thank you. Yeah, the uh, Liberty Conference uh, 2021 is going to be Friday and Saturday, October 22nd and 23rd at the Salt Palace there in the heart of Salt Lake City, Utah, um, sponsored by the Platform Republicans Pack of Utah. Excuse me. Um, speakers include General Michael Flynn, a couple senators from Arizona, Sonny Borelli and Wendy Rogers, 
uh, the good Sheriff Richard Mack, Clay Clark, Joey Gilbert, Kate Dolly, Tim Ballard, Lee Merritt, Simone Fox, Peter McCullough, Peter Pry, who's a big in the EMT, EMP world and, and hardening your grid, Dr. Doug Frank, and many, many more, about three dozen um, what you would call headline-type speakers coming to the Salt Palace on Friday and Saturday, October 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets at WeCanAct.net. Sam? You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live on your favorite hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. Talk Station. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. German military officials in Kabul, Afghanistan are reporting a deadly firefight broke out at the airport on Monday between Western security forces and Afghan guards. The incident at the north gate of the airport involved German and U.S. security forces. The statement from the German military did not say whether the guard killed at the airport was a Taliban fighter. Biden is scheduled to watch a virtual G6 leaders meeting on Tuesday to discuss Afghanistan. President Biden on Sunday said the evacuation crisis in Afghanistan could extend beyond August 31st. At least 21 people were killed and some 20 others missing after severe flash floods swept through Humphreys County in Middle Tennessee over the weekend. Up north, the system named Henri is drenching the northeast with rain Monday. Henri, which made landfall as a tropical storm Sunday afternoon in Rhode Island, moved northwest through Connecticut. It has flooded areas as far as New Jersey before drenching northeastern Pennsylvania. USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone, and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good, and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. President Biden continues to be the recipient of harsh criticism on his exit debacle in Afghanistan as tens of thousands of American lives are at risk. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. Former British Prime Minister Tony Blair has harshly criticized the Biden administration's pullout of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. In an online article, Blair called the withdrawal tragic, dangerous, and unnecessary. Blair's voice adding to the criticism from American allies over the decision to pull out and the subsequent Taliban takeover of the country. Former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe tells Fox News that the current chaos in Afghanistan is damaging America's reputation with its international partners. For our allies, it's as as harmful and hurtful uh, as it is for Americans to watch 
forces because they stood by us. Some of the harshest criticism has come from our allies. British Parliament members said that what Joe Biden did was cowardly and shameful. And uh, Angela Merkel's likely successor as chancellor said this was the biggest debacle since NATO had been formed. So these are our friends saying this. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job on your radio as always. We're talking about a bunch of different events going on, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about Health Freedom Symposium, YourHealthFreedom.org to learn more going on in September 10th and 11th. You got the Loving Liberty event carrying out and continuing on Constitution Day, September the 20th. And now we got a Liberty Conference 2021. That's Friday and Saturday. October, what, 21st and 22nd? No, 20, 22nd 20, and 23rd. 23rd. Mm-hmm. At the Salt Palace in Utah, Lowell. That's right. Early bird price tickets are available now. Uh, normally, folks, you're going to pay hundreds of dollars for this for a conference of this caliber, but tickets today cost only $129. And if you use my promo code Lowell, L-O-W-E-L-L, you will get $10, a $10 discount off of that. So, again, this is, um, in, uh, you're invited to the Intermountain West. We hope people come from all over, but certainly from Utah, Idaho, Nevada, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, <clears throat> and nearby states. But, again, you're only a plane ride away from Salt Lake City. So come join us uh, at the Salt Palace on October 22nd, 23rd. Visit the website, <clears throat> wecanact.net, for more information. We can act. Dot net. Sam? Weekendact.net, promo code LOL. Check it out. And again, we've got quite a bit of time to promote uh, several of these events. Uh, and you say, man, why are these all in Utah? I don't know. All I know is more events are going on across the country. Utah being a hotbed for the sacred cause of liberty, it looks like, uh, in modern times uh, as well. But there's more and more events starting to crank up, which I think is a delightful thing to see, LOL. Are you there, Lowell? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a, delightful, a delightful thing to see all these events going on, huh? New, more and more events are starting to pop up as Americans are starting to say, look, enough is enough. Well, yeah, and I think it's a direct result of the, oppressor, the, the oppression levied against the people because of the you know, political response to COVID, right? It's a lockdownism, something we talked about last week. Lockdownism is the new ideology, political ideology of the powers that be. And they want to, to uh, you know, that's their, their goal, to lock us down and to, to take away our freedoms, <clears throat> you know, using the COVID as the excuse. That's their boogeyman. That's this, remember, it's synthesis, antithesis, and, and then resolution. It's uh, the, the Hegelian dialectic. Um, it's all over again. And so it's more important, Sam, to protect you from getting the virus than it is for your children to go to school or to debt to for for your family to, to to be able to eat Thanksgiving dinner together. I mean, the, this is the the absurdity of this lockdownism is in full display, and we got to push back. I've, I've never seen more people angered by a, a governmental policy than this one, <clears throat> and it's and and so all over, not only Utah but all over the country, people are standing up. And, you know, I, I hope it's not too little too late. I hope more, I hope ten, ten times as many people stand up, protest, and, and, you know, set their 
their elected officials straight uh, on this issue. We will not stand for this type of tyranny. We must live our lives. The quality of our lives depends on our ability to go out, to earn money, make a living for our children or our families, uh, to attend sporting events and music events, art events, and so forth. That's the essence of life. And when we don't have that, people get pretty restless. And this, uh, the, the current uh, regime, the people who are in charge right now are trying to take charge. They, they better, you know, they better back off <clears throat> because I think they've angered quite a, a large segment of the population, Sam. The good news is Americans are starting to push back. The bad news is it's not near enough. It's not near hard enough. We don't need to be belligerent. We don't need to be violent. We're not suggesting that. But we do need to be insistent that, you know what, we can meet that we're not going to tolerate mask mandates, that we're not going to tolerate uh, vaccine mandates. We're just not going to accept those things, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I've mentioned the Afghanistan fiasco to modern-day America. In one way, you can say the two aren't related at all, but on the other hand, freedom's on the altar uh, in both cases. And whether the issue be blatant war in your face, uh, Kabul-style or whatever else, or whether it be uh, the vaccination force, you know, jab down your throat, vaccine passport, uh, discussion the issues of liberty and the issues of agency and freedom uh, whether it be an open war or a covert deceptive uh, biological war uh, seems to matter if not freedom is at stake in both cases ladies and gentlemen so we're keeping an eye on the vaccine discussion for sure but we're also keeping an eye on the fall of kabul and i mentioned quite a bit that you can't just blame joe biden now, is Joe responsible? Absolutely. But so are the Republicans and Democrats, the swamp monster war machine, pro-war, uh, you know, military industrial complex agenda, the hawkish folks, as some call it. They've been at it for decades. This is not a blame it on one guy discussion. Well, Ron Paul speaks out boldly uh, and it really carries the same point forward, Lowell. Yes, Sam, he echoes what you just said there. There's more than enough blame to go around. It's not just Joe Biden. I noticed at the bottom of the hour news break, the news chapter is talking about everybody's coming down on poor old Joe. I mean, he is to blame for the, the fiasco in Kabul, Afghanistan, right? I mean, and what they're doing, they're finger pointing. They're trying to shift blame away from themselves. And so Dr. Ron Paul, in his column, he's talking about where the blame really lies. He mentioned the Congress. Who's been kicking the can down the road for 20 years. You mentioned them, Sam. He mentions the generals and other high-ranking military officers who have lied to the American people for years about their lack of progress in Afghanistan. He indicts the U.S. military intelligence agencies as well. He indicts the military-industrial complex. I mean, look at the gravy train that they've been on for the past 20 years. They build missiles and tanks, aircraft, helicopters, they hire armies of lobbyists and think tank writers to continue the lie that was making them rich, right? And so you got to blame the military-industrial complex. War is a racket. And uh, you got to blame the lamestream media because they have not been critical of any intervention in Afghanistan. They're only critical of the withdrawal from our and, and interventionism in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Egypt, all these other places around the country. And finally, and but not, you know, last but not least, <clears throat> the American citizens, you and me, we must also share some of the blame because we have not risen up and demanded that, 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 that you know, that we halt our interventionist foreign policy, that we change 
our foreign policy and adopt again a humble foreign policy, one that was advocated by George Washington from the very inception of our country. You know, and 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 so he 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 is so good at this. Ron Paul talks about where all the blame is, should go. He's very correct about you know sharing the blame. We citizens are partly responsible because we failed to hold Congress accountable for unlawfully delegating to the president their authority to wage war, right? In this military use authorization act, the that that's that's how. Congress did it. They shirked their responsibility. They should be thrown out of office for doing that because they violated the Constitution they swore to uphold, Sam. And, uh, and in fact, this is another good reason, folks, why we need to lobby our state legislators to pass this uh, Defend the National Guard Act, which is a bill that would prohibit the deployment of members of the National Guard in a combat zone without an official declaration of war by Congress. We states have to take our turf back. We have got to get control of this uh, of, of this government, Sam. And that's just one more device, one more way we can do that is to defend the guard, um, Sam. Great column by Ron Paul. A- amen to that. An excellent column by Ron Paul. And I want to be very clear. Uh, I echo Ron Paul. Really, he's been at it a lot longer than I have. He's much more high, high profile than I am. But I'm hammering home the same points because once you've been taught and understand the true doctrine of a humble foreign policy like a George Washington would teach or many of the founding fathers or Ron Paul in modern times would teach, you begin to understand the principles. And that's why when I see these things happen, I can call a spade a spade uh, every time because I've been taught the principles by Ron Paul and many others. And so really it's that I echo Ron Paul's clarion call. Uh, Kabul has fallen, but don't blame Joe, he's not saying Joe has no blame. He's just simply telling you that this is a much bigger cabal than Joe. Okay, and what he finishes by saying in his column, I again agree with this and have made these points many times, but I echo Ron Paul and that's this. Unless there is a major purge of those who lied and misled, you can count on these continuing fiascos until the last U.S. dollar goes up in smoke. He's right about that. He also says the citizens must share some blame unless we demand they stop and demand on the checks and balances that the Constitution requires. We can expect nothing more than a continuation of this, folks. Okay, the American people are just simply going to continue to get fleeced by war profiteers. He makes these arguments so direct, so clear, so compelling uh, that I echo Ron Paul on this and have literally decades now. But I've learned a lot of what I've learned about the humble foreign policy of George Washington from Ron Paul speaking out and boldly declaring the truth on this. And they mock Ron, but then they admit he's right. They mock Ron, then they admit he's right over and over and over. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to the truth. The truth shall set you free. Lowell Nelson on Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. 
The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. We are talking to Lowell Nelson about this incredible column written by Ron Paul. Kabul or Kabul has fallen, but don't blame Biden. He's merely pointing out that Biden has plenty to blame, but you know what? You can't just blame one guy, ladies and gentlemen. Unless there's a major purge of those who lied and misled the American people. We can count on these disasters to continue until the last U.S. dollar goes up in smoke. That's really important to understand, folks. American citizens also must share some of the blame until more Americans rise up and demand a pro-America, non-interventionist, humble foreign policy. They will continue to get fleeced by war profiteers, ladies and gentlemen. That's really the upshot of Ron Paul's column, and I echo his sentiments a thousand percent. I couldn't more highly recommend the truth to you on this critical point where we need to change our ways, lol, and do it fast. And I mentioned there's two ways we can go forward now after the Joe Biden fiasco. Uh, we can either, one, double down on the Constitution and focus on the humble foreign policy that Ron Paul speaks of so eloquently, or we can just continue business as usual and let the president act unilaterally and put us into war after war after war. Remember, even if we back out of Kabul, we're still in over 130 nations, militarily speaking, to date. We are the warlike people. We are the military-industrial complex on steroids spending money into oblivion. Final comment on that, Lowell? It's the gravy train for the military-industrial complex, Sam. They've profited uh, for the past 20 years because they've been selling their missiles, their tanks, their guns, and all their munitions. They have been in Fat City uh, all this time. They wanted to continue, so they want to continue to stir up war, stir up conflict around the globe, because that's how, you know, it's basically steady stream of revenue of income for them. And uh, unless we get a handle on this, folks, um, they will continue to lobby Congress uh, and the wars will continue. Our young men and women will continue to, to 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 go there to die 
to be wounded uh, for life. Uh, it's it's that that's the prospect. If we let this continue, you know that's that's what we got ahead of us. So we simply cannot let that happen, folks. We have we have to have a Congress that will step in and and shut this type of thing down. You know, the founders talked about standing armies and uh, said that's the best way to lose your liberty is through debt and standing armies. And we are seeing that play out in full live reality right now, today, in front of our eyes, Sam. And the debt issue is a big one. You know, uh, every president in modern times have just handed a more massive debt to the next president. Doesn't matter which side of the aisles of leadership, ladies and gentlemen. The swamp continues on. The fake money continues to be printed and the debt continues to grow. But it wasn't always like this, Lowell. It wasn't. You know, Trump took office. He inherited $20 trillion in debt. But he gave Biden a $28 trillion in debt. Um, and, but the U.S. House is complicit, of course, because it holds the purse strings. We can't just blame the president. It's Congress. It's the House that originates every revenue bill and every spending bill that Congress passes. So the House really is to blame for this. But there was one president in a Congress that did not augment the national debt. In fact, he reduced it, and that is Mr. Thomas Jefferson. He served in the presidency in the White House there from 1801 to 1809, two terms, eight years, and he and the, and the Congress in the 1800s, they knocked $26 million off of the debt, even while spending $13 million for the Louisiana Purchase. And that $26 million that they knocked off the debt, it went from about $75 million down to $50 million, roughly speaking, uh, would be about 240 million in 2018 dollars, right? So 26 million then was worth about 240 million two years ago, right? Three years ago. That's how much money, or how, that's how much he reduced the national debt. Well, but you got to ask the question: How did he do it? How did he, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, in the Congress, cut the budget, cut the national debt? Well, they did it by cutting spending. You know, Jefferson wrote to Elbridge Gerry in 1799, quote, I am for government rigorously frugal and simple, applying all the possible savings of the public revenue to the discharge of the national debt and not for a multiplication of officers and salaries merely to make partisans and for increasing the public debt on the principle of its being a public blessing. There are people, end of quote, there are people back then, Sam, who thought that public debt was a blessing to the public. Can you imagine that? Well, you hear the same types of things today, but that's what some of them believed back then. Jefferson did not believe that. And so the federal workforce at the time, Sam, listen to this, was just 130 employees, 130. So there wasn't really a lot of fat to slice off the government. So where did Jefferson go to cut spending? He went to the military. He felt that funding a standing army in peacetime was a colossal waste of money. In fact, in his first message to Congress, he wrote this, Sam, quote, Sound principles will not justify our taxing the industry of our fellow citizens to accumulate treasure for wars to happen we know not when, and which might not perhaps, uh, which may, which might not perhaps happen but from the temptations offered by that treasurer. End of quote. So he's saying that if we amass this, this, this money, we might be tempted to spend it on war. We don't even want to have it in the treasury to tempt us. 
right? I mean, that's what he was saying. So he and so Congress responded favorably to his message to them. He reduced the army down to only 3,000 soldiers and 172 officers. It also cut the Navy down to six frigates and reduced the number of foreign embassies to only three. You just mentioned a while ago, Sam, we got embassies in 130 countries. Well, he, Thomas Jefferson, cut down to three embassies, one in Britain, one in France, and one in Spain. His doing that freed $7 million annually and where to it go? It went to pay down the national debt, Sam. Ladies so and gentlemen, lesson. it is a blueprint that stands the test of time and is available now to all of us. It's very simple. That's what you do in your personal family. If you have trouble and you don't have the money, you reduce spending. The same thing works, believe it or not, on a grand scale, even to the point of the general government. But you got to have people with guts to do it. Ron Rand Paul, uh, Ron's son, speaks of a penny plan where he'd simply cut the national expenditures by one percent we need a one percent pay cut and if we were to do that over time we could do it and do it again and do it again and do it again and start somewhere but you know what the whole politic the whole swamp they're not willing to do it is the problem we the people need to ensure that they do it we need to demand they do it or we'll elect somebody else who will uh it's that simple anyway thomas jefferson what an example to follow i'll tell you that right now final discussion of the hour with will nelson biden's other Unwinnable war. Jeffrey A. Tucker with another, uh, what, ball over the fence article. <laughs> it is a brilliant column. You know, he listened to Joe Biden talk about the uh, the limits that government has. And this is so rare. You don't hear any politician saying that government has limits, but that's what Biden did when he said, he, he asked the question, how many more lives, American lives, is it worth? He's talking about the war in Afghanistan. How many endless rows of headstones at Arlington National Cemetery? You know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of, the, of the president lately, but you got to give kudos to him for asking this question, these questions. How many more lives are we going to spend in Afghanistan? You know, he said this in, his, in connection with his announcement to bring home the troops from Afghanistan. You know, it had to happen sometime. You know, he's just a fall guy right now for the big media press, but it had to happen sometime, and I'm glad that he he, he brought them home, although he's sending in mercenaries and contractors. Anyway, as but as Jeffrey Tucker listened to Biden, what he began to do in his mind, he began to replace one set of words with another set of words, you know. While when Biden was talking about the Taliban, uh, Jeffrey Tucker was thinking about covid <laughs> Look at the similarities between... Yes, yeah, so Jeffrey you know, Tucker's making the same comparison I've made for quite some time now, which is, you know, the issue <laughs> is liberty. And whether you're talking about these unsustainable, unfunded, unjust wars around the world, or whether you're talking about COVID or climate change at home, replace the same words and see what you get. Yeah, this is brilliant analysis about the comparison of liberty versus tyranny. Um, brief them on these words, but this is a point that several of us are wisely making now, Well, Yeah, great point, Sam. I, I know you are. Uh, he's talking about, um, you know, uh, a free Afghanistan, right? That's what the politicians have, have crowed about for these past 20 years. We need to free Afghanistan, make a democratic Afghanistan. Well, that's like, you know, getting rid of pathogens, right? That's impossible. How, how, how do you do that? How do you, how do you get rid of pathogens? I mean, they're all around us, billions of pathogens every day floating around us, and our immune systems, you know, take care of them. 
But it, it, in other words, it's, achieve, it's unachievable. The goals in Afghanistan were unachievable for 20 years. They've been unachievable. Just like the goals relating to COVID are unachievable. There's no way that, that we are going to be free of the pathogen. That, I mean, because that's part of life. <laughs> and so anyway, this is a brilliant column. He says, Tucker, Tucker, Jeffrey Tucker writes this. He says, quote, the two weeks to flatten the curve have turned into 18 months of chaotic policy that have robbed Americans of their traditional rights and liberties. We didn't know it, but government can shut down our businesses, close our churches, empty our schools, restrict our travel, separate us from our loved ones, all in the name of crushing a virus, end of quote. Well, folks, we are going to crush that virus just about as well as the U.S. drove the Taliban out of Afghanistan. It's not going to happen. That's the bottom line of Jeffrey Tucker's column comparing the two Afghanistan with the COVID, and 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 just the, I, these numbers are just sobering, Sam. I need to mention this one more thing. How how much did 20 years of undeclared war cost us? Well, the number of American troops that were killed: 2,448, roughly 2,500. Contractors killed, roughly 3,800. Afghan military and police killed, 66,000. Civilians killed, 47,000. Taliban and resistance fighters killed. 51,000 dead aid workers, 450 dead journalists, 72. The debt cost of the fiasco exceeds $2 trillion. And, um, you know, these costs in terms of money and lives and treasure are just humiliating. Why in the world did we ever get involved in Afghanistan, Sam? I don't understand it. Because they wanted to take away liberty at home, and that way you can pass the Homeland Security, you can pass the uh, Patriot Act, you can pass all these things that are draconian in America. And that's why I say you can't just look at these foreign wars and act like they're isolated from the loss of liberty at home. The more we promote war, the more we'll have the loss of liberty at home. And it happens every time as we violate God's moral principle of just versus unjust wars. We've got to jettison the warlike people mentality, and we've got to follow the prince of peace, even Jesus Christ, Lowell. Yep, you're right, Sam. War is often a cure that's worse than the disease, just like the lockdowns and mandates are worse than the the COVID. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, for Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, and Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. Our appeal to you is go to these events, get involved, make a difference, do your part. We the people can and will restore our grand old republic. But it's up to us turning to God. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for August the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. 
and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of work to do when it comes to liberty, man. I'll tell you that right now. Tyrannical thugs are at the door. They're ready to blow our house down, as the uh, story of the three wolves tells you. <laughs> wow. Dr. Scott Bradley, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation. His website's freedomsrisingsun.com. We know he's been deplatformed and attacked, so give him a minute to get the videos back up. Well over a 1,000 videos taken down by your, what, tyrannical government agents known as Facebook, Twitter, and the like. What a sad tale to tell. Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much. And we begin another work week uh, with, um, you know, all of the news that is that really is worth listening to, not the drivel that seems to be uh, the talking heads um, offerings day in and day out on the, the major media. All right. I brought up a point last hour in my discussion with Lowell Nelson that I want to bring up right now with Dr. Bradley. I want him to weigh in on this topic. Headline says this, Canada now adds Bell's palsy warning to the Pfizer COVID shot. And that brings up a, a, a press release written by Barbara Lowe Fisher and others at uh, the National Vaccine Information Center. It was on a December 22nd, 2020 article in Vaccine Reaction where Barbara Lowe Fisher, she's the co-founder and president of the National Vaccine Information Center, NVIC.org. They reported that staff members of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, if you will, had recommended monitoring people who'd, who had received the Pfizer, uh, BioNTech, or whatever it's called, and Moderna shots, in other words, both of them, for Bell's palsy. Fisher noted that the recommendation had been made after the FDA staff had analyzed critical trial data for both products used by the manufacturers to apply for an emergency use authorization, they call it an EUA, if you will, to distribute the products in the U.S. before full licensure took place. This is serious business. So you've got the government admitting and knowing and recommending, hey, you know what, this stuff causes Bell's palsy. And now the Canadian group, Canada, now adds Bell's palsy uh, as a warning. Uh, anyway, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this guy uh, on Australian TV, this Australian gentleman, literally developed Bell's palsy on air promoting the vaccines because he took the vaccine. And you watch, and the guy gets Bell's palsy right on the air. Now, the reason this is so interesting to me, Doctor, and the reason I bring it up separately this hour with you is because in 2020, January, I got really sick. Hard time breathing. It was horrible. Thought it was the corona. Well, believe it or not, I had a, a lasting effects from the virus. Well, I ended up with Bell's palsy. Uh, and I didn't take the vaccine, but I did, you know, I feel like I had corona. Well, I took an antibody test later, but it came back negative. But the doctors told me don't trust the tests. So I might have had two bouts of the COVID uh, thus far, one of them literally causing Bell's palsy. The Bell's palsy diagnosis for me was for sure the link to the COVID virus. Uh, a little bit of speculation on my part just because the test came back negative. Very interesting indeed, though, that I experienced this very 
example they're highlighting now that not only does the coronavirus cause oftentimes, but the vaccines are causing as well. Your thoughts, doctor? Well, I think even more disconcerting about what you're talking about, and and, uh, that's not to diminish the seriousness of everything you're speaking of. Um, If I understand correctly, this morning the FDA gave full approval to Pfizer. So it is now an an approved, it's not just emergency use authorization, which I think will gear up, ramp up, and increase the pressure um, to for everybody in the country to get uh, jabbed. And uh, that, to me, is it, it's a political decision, I'm quite confident. With everything we know, those of us that have been paying any attention at all for the last year and a half, um, I, I think that, that it's an unassailable, unassailable knowledge that, uh, that there's a big downside to these. And in fact, uh, uh, one individual I spoke with. I don't even know uh, how to respond to this. FDA grants full approval to Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, That's just released right now, right? Pretty much this morning, right Right. now. It's it's this morning. It's it's real-time, you know, boots-on-the-ground kind of knowledge you're getting here. But like I say, this is going to increase the chagrin, I think, of everyone that has like I say, truly investigated. uh, They have used their own intelligence. They have sought most diligently. uh, uh, I mean, the people that I know that are reviewing this, I've probably spent a 1,000 hours in the past year and a half in review of these matters. I've listened to hundreds of interviews by highly credentialed, uh, extremely eloquent, and very knowledgeable people in that field that have have uh, reviewed these kinds of things uh, and and the Bayer's reports these news reports even things that they're scrubbing later are coming out we have been deplatformed and and uh, the so-called fact checkers that we've talked about so much on your show these individuals that are polluted themselves they are people they are agenda driven people that have sought most diligently to keep the uh, debate from going as public as it could have done. Now today, and I believe it's a political decision because it can't be a scientific decision, based upon uh, all of the evidence, uh, you look at the tens of thousands of deaths, uh, hundreds of thousands of serious, serious side effects, the, you know, the, the Bell's palsy, I mean, you know, it, it's generally recovered in some period of time, weeks perhaps or so. But, I mean, Guillain-Barre, I had someone at my home yesterday uh, that's family member had uh, uh, suffered a vaccine injury and uh, had suffered Guillain-Barre for weeks. And, uh, and, and it was completely debilitating. Some people never recover from it. They're, they're permanently damaged with some form of paralysis. It's basically the modern-day polio, if you will, because it has that type of effect on the body. But so what we're going to see now is this full court press, you know, oh, you guys in the past used this emergency use authorization as an excuse for not getting it. Now the officials are saying it's good to go. Well, the problem is that that the evidence shows that it's not good to go. There has been a political ramification here. And and you say, oh, well, but but these are experts telling us this. Now, okay, now this may seem totally unrelated, and it and in many ways I would have to agree. But today is the 82nd anniversary 
of the non-aggression pact between Nazi Germany and Stalin's Russia. Okay, these were individuals that made an agreement that ultimately uh, precipitated World War II. They they made bad decisions, and and you know we can talk about this 82nd anniversary at some time if you want because again it's kind of unrelated, but in a, in a way it is related. We seem to think. That, I mean, you look and you say, oh, people make bad decisions. We do stupid things all the time. You can see it every day, whether, I mean, if you're walking down the street or driving down the street or you hear it on the news or whatever. But we take regular stupid individuals and we give them an, a, a position. And, and that they, they make bad decisions there, too. And they precipitate widespread problems. These two foreign ministers from Germany and, and uh, Russia that signed this. They were individuals. They ultimately precipitated World War II. But because of their quote-unquote authority positions, they were able to pull off a cataclysmic disaster. Now, you stop and think about this for just a minute. These people that are doing these things to the United States and indeed to the world are just individuals. They're influenced, they're bought off, they're biased and they're agendized and all sorts of things. And, and because of those positions, they're doing things that are going to have cataclysmic effect. Now, that's what, that's the whole basis of constitutional government. It is limited government whose powers are few and defined. Read the 45th Federalist Paper. You've got powers that are delegated, powers that are divided and subdivided. But you do not have unlimited power. And because we've lost sight of this limited government concept, we think that those that are in positions of authority, positions that are high places, can wave a magic wand and become monarchs in their own right and do things that are ultimately and finally cataclysmic disasters. And that's why the wisdom of the American founding fathers is, it should be so apparent to everybody. They don't have the power to do things like in San Francisco. They've just announced that everybody 12 and over, uh, over. I mean, and by the way, Pfizer thing says 16 and over, but but, uh, but San Francisco, in all their great wisdom, these elected officials have said, you can't, you can't do diddly squat anything. You can't live in San Francisco. Well, they're probably going to let you stay in your house, locked down. But if you pr plan to do anything, any business, anything, uh, kind of like the 13th chapter of Revelation, you can't buy nor sell. You can't go to any events. You can't do anything without this mark that's going to be uh, required, these COVID uh, passport things. This is where we're going because we have lost track of the fact that we have limited government that does not have a, a blank check that they can write on us anytime they want. So it's going to Hang get tight, worse, ladies folks. and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom, and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left, and I was so mad, I got out, and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money, and then I dropped it in the water, and I was late for history, and so at lunchtime, I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which, of course, our library didn't have, so I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom, and she found something on the internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me, and that's a whole nother story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not gonna go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asks me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Opening the door to more vaccine passports or vaccine mandates, ladies and gentlemen. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration this morning granted full approval to the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, ladies and gentlemen, for people over 16 and older. This is going to be serious, though. I don't know that we're going to be able to stop the vaccine mandates now. They've made a political move. We have no more evidence of it being safe and effective than we had before. We have plenty of evidence that it's not safe, that it's not effective, that there's breakthrough uh, cases all over the place. They claim those breakthrough cases are rare, but the reality is, I mean, you've got literally senators and members of the House of Representatives and governors that are all getting sick and public officials and professional athletes and celebrities and everybody else, breakthrough, 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 uh, you know, cases. They tell you how rare they are, but then you hear them all around you. Uh, and you even hear them in your own personal uh, venue, if you will. I mean, it's, it's just beyond imagination. Uh, but, doctor, this is going to take this to the next level. I don't know that we're going to be able to stop vaccine mandates or passports at this rate. Well, there there is no constitutional authority, no justification. No one has the authority to say you're going to be raped by an injection of a bio, a biologic that that uh, that you believe is not, you don't want to take it. Now, here's the problem. Part of the problem. There's a lot of problems. I, I guess I can't ever isolate it to one single problem because it, there's a plethora of issues. But think back for just a few moments. Here, a couple of weeks ago, Joe Biden says, we're going to vaccine everybody in the United States military. And it will happen on or before September, mid-September, based upon the approval of these vaccines. They knew they were going to get the political nod. And, and so the military now is at risk. They, because the Pfizer has the FDA approval, this stamp of uh, 
genuineness that everyone has kind of hung their hat on not being there that right now has been offered. And, and I just have to think, you know what? It's wave the magic wand of Joe Biden and the, the political flunkies that are there, the, the uh, minions that uh, have been put in place because they have this desire to, to claw to the top of, of some political totem pole. These people are bowing and scraping, yes sir, yes sir, three bags full. I mean, you stop and think about it. Everything. Now, oh, we're going to study uh, women in the military. Okay, let's put them in combat. The, the president gave the nod, the approval. It, it's just a, a wink and a nod, and everybody falls into place. We're going to do this transgender thing. We're going to do uh, sexually confused individuals in the military. We're going to do uh, vaccine jabs for everybody. and And it's like... Wait just a minute. What happens is that people are basically waiting for the official approval, the, this uh, uh, idea that because some screwy individual, and that's what most of them really are, that sit in some position that is either a bureaucrat or was elected, suddenly they're endowed with some great wisdom and understanding that is going to drive the behavior of all of us. And it's flat out wrong. This is un-American. It's completely the antithesis of the Americanist principles that this nation was established on. And, and we as a people uh, are, are just bowing and scraping. And, and we're falling into line. Right now, the, uh, they say, and I don't know what to believe, uh, oftentimes stuff that's reported in the media is questionable in my opinion, but, but the best information that I've got right now is that about half, 51% is what the last thing I read, of America has received the jab. Okay, so half the people are saying, look, we've had an opportunity. We, we know it's out there. We know the risks. We've, we've reviewed this, and, and we've made a choice. Half of the people said, no, thank you. Okay, and uh, this is going to be a compulsory kinds of th kind of thing based upon unconstitutional quote unquote mandates, not constitutionally created law. And again, even if they send it through the legislature, it is not constitutionally created because it oversteps the bounds, the and limits that were placed upon any legislature. And and you say, oh well, the Tenth Amendment says the states can do anything. No, go back to the Declaration of Independence. It says the purpose of government is to secure God-given rights, and the consent of the governed must be given in order to have government have legitimacy. And the consent of the governed is given on the ratification of constitutions. It is not given by the election of an individual to office or the appointment of someone to office or some bureaucratic nonsense that somebody holds a CDC position or an FDA position. The consent of the governed is not given. And so that's where we are in America right now. And Americans don't seem to understand this. And, and honestly, my, my frustration with our, our lack of understanding is over the top. But we can starve them out. We can starve them out. If the people in San Francisco are saying, oh, you, you can't come here to an event or eat dinner or whatever, fine. I'm not going in. Unfortunately, what's going to happen is those little business people that are, are that bet their life savings on some bistro someplace or something like that 
are going to get caught in the crossfire. There's going to be collateral damage, and what they need to do is go back to their their city fathers, if you will, and say, look, you're killing us. You're absolutely killing us. You you can't do this to us. And and in some countries, this has kind of had some effect. In Russia, it, it seems to have had an effect. In some ways, they're freer than we are, I, I fear, which is a tragic travesty to say. But that's where we are in America today. And, uh, you know, you were beefing about the, the fact that uh, we're using emergency use authorization. Now we're using an officially approved we're using an officially approved thing. Oh, one other thing I ought to say, and I'll turn some time over to you, Sam. But, but think about this for a minute. <clears throat> fully vaccinated people. You look at the bill that's before the House right now. You can't fly unless you're fully vaccinated. Okay, It's not through the House. It's It doesn't have a lot of sponsors. I think there's a, a couple maybe. But at any rate, fully vaccinated. What does that mean? Oh, I got both my jabs. Really? Well, now they're saying, okay, here in the next few weeks, you're going to have to take a booster shot. So now everybody's double jab goes away. You're not fully vaccinated anymore. And so what's going to happen is they're going to say, well, I know. Thank you very much for getting your your, uh, double jab. But you know what? We really have found this uh, variant is really causing a problem, which they can't identify and they can't even isolate. And they can't even say that the double jab will do any better than the first two. I mean, the triple jab will do any better than the double jab did. But they're going to say, oh, no, you're no longer fully vaccinated. Or then then there'll be another variant or, or whatever. They'll have another jab. Well, your fourth one really is due. You're, you really can't fly. So now you're in the system. So you get your double jab, you get your little uh, mark of the beast that goes on your cell phone or, or wherever they give you the uh, the verification sign. And, and then, oh, you're in the system. Oh, man, you know, you got your shot six months ago. Yeah, you're due a second sh- or a third shot. It, it looks to me like you're not fully vaccinated. You better get in and get that. Boom, gone. Next one. Oh, man. And how goodness, effective is it, ladies and gentlemen, when we're on literally shot three? And counting, because they're really <clears throat> articulating that this is going to be more like the flu. You're going to have to have kind of an updated shot every year, an annual COVID shot. That's where they're, they're headed talking, with this as well. Sam, they're talking four to six months. You're talking a couple of times a year you're going to have to get hit with this. And and I t- I've told you before about this. I saw a really, it was a tragic uh, mocking of this, and it was a zombie-looking guy that was there, and it said, you, standing in line for your 56th uh, booster shot. This is an unending money train for the people that are doing this, and they have not found them safe and effective. Everything you're hearing about, oh, it's safe and effective. Really? How can you say that with the VAERS reporting that's going on? How can you say that it's effective when, when we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that are being infected, it doesn't prevent infection, it doesn't prevent spread. I mean, based upon what the evidence is. So tell me what what these fully vaccinated people are getting. They're still having to wear the mask. They're still having to social distance. They're still getting sick. So you tell me what the benefit is. And they're saying, oh, yes, rush right down and get this thing. It's like, have we got, have we gone insane? And I think there is a a level of universal insanity that's settled upon the nation. But but nonetheless, that is the official, it's, it's not just a, a narrative, it is an absolute script. That's the official script, Sam. And and people's, people press back, but they don't have anything to stand on. 
Well, part of the problem is how do you fight back? Let's talk about that a little bit in detail because you got private sector businesses, you got religious organizations, you got an all-out clarion call for vaccinations or stay home. Liberty Roundtable Live. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. As Americans wonder why civilians were not taken out of Afghanistan before the military left the country, President Biden on Sunday said the chaos was unavoidable. The evacuation of thousands of people from Kabul is going to be hard and painful no matter when it started, when we began. There is no way to evacuate this many people without pain and loss of heartbreaking images you see on television. It's just a fact. But we have a long way to go, and a lot could still go wrong. Kentucky Congressman Republican James Comer is flabbergasted on Fox News on how Biden's leadership made such a blunder that is costing lives. You remove your citizens before you remove the troops. I mean, it's unimaginable that, that Joe Biden thinks he made the right decision Biden says the evacuations may exceed the 31 August deadline. USA Radio News. With raging wildfires and a busy hurricane and storm season, how do you keep your pets safe and sound? I'm Dr. Jose Arce, president of the American Veterinary Medical Association, with a few steps to help stay safe. In a nutshell, make a plan, build an emergency kit, and stay up to date on the latest news. For example, have an evacuation plan with a neighbor or friend, Put together an emergency kit with several days' food, medicine, first aid, and grooming items, and tune into the latest news and weather so you know what's in store. It is important to make sure your pet has all their tags and IDs, and keep a recent photo of your pet on hand, just in case. Be sure to microchip your pet in the event you get separated, and check with your veterinarians for more information on how to prepare. Be sure to log on to avma.org for more valuable information about pets and disaster preparedness planning. That's avma.org. After months of constant price increases, the cost of gasoline has fallen three cents a gallon for a national average of $3.14 a gallon. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau has the details. That 3.14 a gallon is a penny lower than a month ago, but 96 cents higher than last year at this time. Patrick Tahan of GasBuddy.com tells us the other good news is that if you can hold off, you'll find even lower prices over the next few days. Gas prices could drop another 5 to 8 cents a gallon in the week ahead due to the decline in the price of oil witnessed over the last two weeks. Wholesale gas prices now in some areas stand 25 cents a gallon lower than their peak just several weeks ago. From the USA Radio News, Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. Monday Night Football will be played tonight in New Orleans as the Saints host Jacksonville at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman discussing this reality check. They just approved FDA approval of the uh, Pfizer vaccine. You know, now you got to discuss the legality and the reality of vaccine mandates, ladies and gentlemen. There's a battle going on in several states. Vaccine mandates are banned. But now they say vaccine mandates more likely once full FDA approval. Well, that's happened now from one of the vaccines, at least. The question is, can these vaccine passports become mandatory in the United States? Americans have created their own vaccine mandates by their compliance to some degree. Uh, Federal law prohibits, and this is the interesting thing, federal law prohibits mandates of emergency use COVID-19 vaccines. Well, now that we're not talking about emergency use anymore because they've been approved, all that goes away. Where do we go from here, Dr. Bradley? How do we fight and stop this? Or are we just going to all be forced against our will to violate our conscience and our bodies and be vaccinated? I don't believe that um, that all the 50% or 49% or whatever the number is of the Americans that have said no to this point, there may be some very, 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 very few that have been living under a rock or something like that that have not made a choice already. And I believe that uh, ultimately and finally there is going to be uh, there's there's going to be a a real pushback, and and I hope and pray that we will have the backbone to do this and say no, because the downside of this is is it could be generational, and it probably will be. Uh, many, many individuals. I mean, I, I think I've told you before about a, a good friend of mine that uh, he's in his 80s and has a wide spectrum of friends all across the world, literally. And uh, and he told me the other day, he says, I, I don't know anybody that's died of the COVID. He says, well, I personally have four friends that have died of the jab. And there's going to be more and more, I think, in the world that are going to say this is not acceptable. Now, what we have is people in in so-called high places that are exercising authority that they do not have to do lots of things. And and, and I brought up earlier this uh, non-aggression pact between Russia and Germany and 82nd anniversary here today. Well, 11 months before that, Chamberlain and Hitler got together and and resolved the Czechoslovakian issue. And, And Chamberlain gave away that which was not his when he gave Hitler... Czechoslovakia, well, not all of it, but but here's the deal. He didn't have the authority to give that which was not his. And and we know how that had a happily ever after ending. It was it was people, stupid people, in high places, making stupid decisions. And people had long-term, absolutely destructive, cataclysmic, deleterious effects. And, and, and we continue to be stupid enough to do that. That's not the American way. There's, there's, uh, the people that, that sit in office are not gods. They're certainly not elected monarchs. They are not granted unlimited power. And, and I don't care if it's a, a, a mayor, a city council, a, a, a health department that's simply a bunch of bureaucrat germaphobes or if it's governors or senators or congressmen or presidents or, or even, if you will, those black-robed, unelected gods they call judges. It is appalling to me 
that Americans have fallen to this point, and it's time for America's, Americans to get some backbone, to stand up and say, no, we are not going to do this. And, um, and, and again, there's going to be And I appreciate damage. that, and I think we need to stand up against this, but even churches are literally promoting, hey, you've got to social distance, you've got to vaccinate, you really need to do this, you've got to wear masks, you've got to, uh, to the point where the private sector and the churches are really carrying the ball for the government on this one now, to the point where, um, uh, you know, you say, well, I got a religious exemption. Well, not in my store, not in my business, not in my church, you don't, uh, et cetera. And that's really where the rubber is kind of meeting the road is that, um, they're, they're literally passing, uh, if you will, vaccine passport or mandate laws, um, by hook or by crook. In other words, Hey, what if there's no law in the books? There's no mandate, but yet, you know, to shop and to eat and to do anything that you've got to do requires a vaccine. And a passport of some kind. Um, Utah is supposedly pushing back against this, but are they pushing back enough? See, I don't think so. And I, no, I think I don't, we're just I simply don't caught with our pants down on this thing. I, I think Utah has been complicit on so many levels with the destruction that they've been basically foisting upon us. Utah has, has had this little smiley face. You know, this, behind the smile are fangs. They've got a silk glove over an iron fist. And, and what they're doing is going behind the scenes to the businesses and to the churches. And, and the churches, uh, they're going to be answerable to God. That, that's about as far as I can say on this thing. Because truthfully, um, the churches have become an instrument of policy in many instances. Uh, there's a, <laughs> I, I heard a, a story here a while back um, uh, this is out of another state. Um, uh, some leadership in a church uh, came and, and get, read the riot act to their congregation. You either mask up or you don't come to church. And the next Sunday, nobody was there. I mean, sometimes you have to say, no, I have a God-given, this is an eternal principle of God wants his children to be free to choose. And we can choose to associate as we will. I mean, and it will, we can go, they're, they're embodied in the founding documents of the United States. That's, that's where the American founders went to find these principles of liberty. And, and sometimes when churches, see, churches are in a, a unique position. I mean, that's an individual God-given right to worship, but it is an individual right. And institutions that feel like they're protecting their institutional position with the powers that be in the nation ultimately and finally will found, find that they have been subjected to those powers in the nation because they have subverted the individual god-given rights of their congregants i mean it's it's a really it's a really really interesting dynamic and and we i mean religions need to say no with a mandate or whatever that is not uh, oh, think, okay, I mean, I could give you dozens and dozens of examples of officialdom coming down with the policy that you could say, oh, it's the law of the land. I mean, you know, you think about, you know, Pharaoh, he was the law of the land. He says all the little boys got to be killed. Moses avoided that by being put in the river, okay? You think, think about Nero saying all the little kids under this age have got to be put to death. That, Nero was the uh, emperor of, well, the the, the representative of, of Caesar, at any rate, okay, so it's the law of the land. You look at what happened with with Nero. I mean, 
Did I say Nero when I said it was Herod that said that with the little kids? Nero said, oh, we're going to get rid of this Christian problem by burning up the stake. Very, very high-level positions are taken, and that does not mean we have to capitulate. Peter and John, in the fifth chapter of, of Acts, were told by the hierarchy, don't talk about this guy Christ. You've you got to quit doing it. Oh, should we obey you or should we obey God? And they beat them, sent them on their way, and they rejoiced at having had that. You look at the emperor's decision, you've got to worship, you've got to ask only of me or else we'll throw you in the lion's den. I mean, we we talk about, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego or, or, or Daniel. I mean, we have countless examples in the scriptures. We could talk about the Utah uh, War, for example. Back in the 1850s, President Buchanan declared war on Utah, and he sent an army out here. And uh, what happened? Did the people roll over and, and capitulate? No. They mounted up an offense. They burned the supply wagons on the plains of Wyoming. They tried to avoid bloodshed against human beings, but here's the deal. Because it's an official, high-level, uh, kind of a, an edict or whatever mandate, if you will, it does not make it something that we need to fold under and capitulate to. And it's high time again in America. They're taking over America without a shot being fired. And, and, and honestly, we have people in high places. Go, go look at the World Economic Forum and find out who the partners are on their global reset. You'll be shocked. I mean, a lot of them are communist, uh, you know, Chinese kinds of organizations. But many of them, one of them is the largest, the largest uh, health provider in the state of Utah. They're a, they're a partner with the World Economic Forum at their reset. Come on, guys. We, we have it in our backyard that's going on here, not just in Utah, but all across the country. I mean, I, I, we, we can talk. I mean, I, I use a lot of kind of I pull on strings and say, oh, let's use an example that's maybe not the exact thing, but it gives, it gives the point. Um, we've had uh, example after example. Oh, it sounds like we've got to take another break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very serious indeed. Will the people push back enough to stop coronavirus or vaccine mandates, vaccine passports? Time will tell. The battle's on. The question becomes, when will they back the COVID-19 vaccination mandates with climate change? We'll talk about that, too, coming up. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on god-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our creator as a physician i have looked into the eyes of one pound babies i have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. 
As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. In another breakthrough vaccine case, Jesse Jackson now hospitalized with COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. So the vaccine battle is on. And now that they've approved just this morning, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration granted full approval to to the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. Now it's fully approved. And they say this is going to literally ratchet up not only a lot of people being willing to take the vaccine, but a lot of force from the outside, whether it be government mandates or whether it be private sector mandates through churches and businesses and everything else. The battle is on, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what I'm predicting is that they're going to slowly but surely tighten the noose on these vaccine-mandated passports, etc. Now, they've had Greta, Greta Thunberg, this little teenager running around for climate change, on big TV over the weekend, and Greta Thunberg says, Biden admin not ready to act as seriously as we need on climate crisis. So they're literally going to back the climate crisis into this thing and use the climate change scenario as a way to force vaccine passports, Dr. Bradley. You know, they never let any kind of crisis go, you know, unused for their benefit, their agenda, and all that kind of stuff. And you look at all of these, uh, uh, the things that are being foisted upon us, it's a, it's a universal kind of thing. And, and I, you know, it's, it's so so universal you hardly know i hardly know where to start anyway you look at we send our children to a a false religion all their lives from their time they're little people and if if uh, biden gets his way it'll start uh, you know at age three and then age four and then you start kindergarten and and it'll go clear through two years of college about the indoctrination system and uh, and so this greta this poor child abused person that's been manipulated by the powers that be but at any rate every single thing that's taught and and by the way you know sam you, you probably most of your listeners because it went national have seen this tirade that this chemistry teacher i'll, I'll bet to schools five no more than eight miles away from your home where the the teacher got up and ranted and raved about a whole spectrum of things about the COVID and about climate change and about political issues and everything else. This is in a chemistry class, and and somebody filmed her and or well, they didn't film her. They used their camera, but the fa- on their uh, phone. But but at any rate, 
people say, oh, oh, yeah, man, that's happening in those other kids' schools. But not my kids. No, no, not my kids. It's my kids have got good teachers there. And there's a lot of good teachers. I'll, I'll give them that. But the fact of the matter is this is a universal agendized kind of thing. And so, yes, you're, the kids are being politicized. They're being indoctrinated, whether it's about a COVID or a climate change or, or some other, you know, hate this Americanist uh, philosophy that was handed down to us at such great cost. And it's being indoctrinated. It's in every school, people. Well, every public education, because the the doctrine is from the humanist manifestos. And, and it's a globalist, socialist, um, godless philosophy. And, and so it's in every school. Because one teacher got videotaped, don't think it's not somewhere else. Sam, it's in your happy little valley there. And again, I don't know how far away that school teacher's uh, tirade was, but I'll bet it wasn't more than five or eight miles away from your house. It's where the kids in your neighborhood are probably being taught. Maybe not that specific school, but the other school that's nearby. I know your kids go to a private school, but the fact of the matter is, this is all across America. And, and because of that, we are being indoctrinated to believe mandates are law. Really, we have religious leaders that are saying mandates are law. The, you know, obey the 12th chapter of Romans. No, it's, it's, a, it's a false interpretation of all of these things. And, and there are specific processes through which law must be passed, and there are limits and bounds to which they can be affected. But, but that's how we're doing business, because we're ignorant. And, and we, we think that we've got monarchs over us. And, and you look at the Declaration of Independence, there's 27 examples in that where the people said, no, a monarch can't do, even a monarch whose word is the law can't do what they want without pushback. And, and we're allowing elected officials, appointed officials, bureaucrats, and even religious officials to do things that violate our God-given rights. It's appalling to they me. They violate our God-given rights. They violate our fundamental right to conscience and agency. Uh, they used to say, it's my body, my choice. Now that's jettisoned as well. When it comes to murdering babies, that still holds water. When it comes to not being forced to take the vaccines, they say you're a terrorist now. They're literally going that far. But this headline says FDA to give full approval to COVID vaccines. Now listen up. No public hearing, no transparency, no open review of vaccine data. This is criminal, Dr. Bradley. You know, and we've talked about this on your show before, about how the Nuremberg Code was invented, well, not invented, created uh, in 1947 after hearing in the trials, the war crime trials, uh, of heinous acts that were created in the name of medicine, experimental medicine. And, and again, I've, I'm vaccine damaged from something that happened to me in the military. But the fact of the matter is, the, the code, they, they said, look, no, here's, here's 10 points. We can't violate these things. These have been incorporated into many, many other doctrines and, and documents that have, have gone global, basically. And, and what is happening is that you're, you're saying, oh, okay, let's see. Now it's not experimental anymore, so we can do it. No, as you point out, there, there have been no public anythings about this. Anything that's been public has sneaked under the radar because it's been, it's been uh, basically deep-sixed by a, a fascist approach to saying, 
oh no, we're, we're going to contain the narrative on this thing. We're not going to allow these things. Fact checkers say this is not true, blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is, people don't know what's in these vaccines. They don't know. They haven't had a chance to have an airing of their damage, their children. Uh, we've got we've seen this uh, recently, and perhaps it, it's been making this round, so a lot of people have seen it. A thousand COVID stories. It's got a thousand videos of of uh, the jab and what effect it's had on people. The the paralysis, the seizures, the uh, absolute uh, people that can't even hardly stand up because they're so they're shaking so much. The neurological things. The uh, uh, you can't. It's hard to say. Okay, well this is a this was a. a blood clot that did this time after time after time a thousand videos about it and it's tragic you can hardly watch it but no they're they're just running willy-nilly down the road happily politically uh and and you wonder oh who's the fda oh no it's an incestuous organization that is interbred with the drug industry to the point that the fda i mean they swap it's like wife swapping uh, they they play a time in the uh, FDA uh, ranks and they go back into the big uh, pharma industries. They take senior positions in pharma. It's incestuous, and they give approvals without real science. I think it's politically motivated, and so here we are, folks. I mean, the twenty third of August. Write it down. This is a watershed moment. Where uh, amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the question: Do we need the new Nuremberg trials? 2021 we do that's the question i want to leave with you and i think the answer is we absolutely do this is wartime criminal they have literally created a bioweapon with the u.s tax dollars they've literally released it on the public globally and now they're backing this with mandates and force like you wouldn't believe at every level they're ratcheting it up now you have an approved vaccine that i guess it's approved but it never went through the appropriate approval process it went to emergency release, you know, trial on the American people. Uh, but now it's literally fully, quote, licensed. With I don't see any more literally uh, science data backing it up. You don't have transparency, ladies and gentlemen. No public hearings. No ultimate review of vaccine data, really. Just flat-out approval. What does that mean when you cut all the corners and approve a drug like that? And that's why we say, do we need the new Nuremberg trials 2021? I think the answer is a resounding yes. They're out of control. Because they're literally saying something is safe and effective when we have evidence to the contrary. And then they, when we bring up any of the evidence to the contrary, they say, you're a terrorist. You must believe in election fraud, huh? You must believe in Barack Obama's birth certificate being faked, huh? You must be a 9-11 truther, right? See, and they go right on down this, and then they just paint you as a flat-out terrorist. It's the, it, they say oftentimes it's not even the crime that gets you in trouble, it's the cover-up of the crime. Uh, in this case, the cover-up and manipulation of uh, adding insult to injury of what the crime really is kind of becomes the reason for the new need for Nuremberg trials on this discussion. Dr. Bradley, it's the cover-up again, right? It, it, it most certainly is, and, and here's the deal. Everybody, everybody that has taken the jab is a part of the experiment. At this point, the experiment is not over. I'm going to go and, further. And, you ready, Dr. Bradley? 
Uh, not only are the people that have taken the vaccines by personal choice or by force part of the grand experiment, but so are you and I, and I'll tell you why. If you get the COVID virus, you've now received a man-made experimental release on the public. And if you then are near anybody who's vaccinated because of shedding and everything else, you will be experiencing uh, effects of the biologicals as well. They They have now become unavoidable via the virus and or the vaccine if you're near anybody with either of them. Well, they, they do talk about shedding and um, and infecting, and, and it's hard to differentiate between the two, but there, there's been much that's been written about this over the years. And uh, here about two, it was uh, two years ago, I was aboard ship for a while, a, short, a brief period of time, uh, where all the naval personnel, I spent two or three days aboard ship, um, and they had just received uh, their... Uh, I don't know what it was, a, a pneumonia or some kind of a, a respiratory kind of vaccine kind of thing. And uh, I feel like I I was affected by it adversely. This was, again, two years ago in September uh, because of the close quarters and the proximity of everybody, and, and I ended up with a respiratory problem. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I believe, that, and, and this is something that the, the vaccine manufacturers, the, the FDA even, the CDC even, and certainly the... the uh, literature from the industry has talked about the idea of shedding by those that have been vaccinated. And and I think the power of God needs to be called onto some of us that are trying to stay pure, trying to stand tall, trying to be faithful and true to the baseline principles that come with being God's children. And uh, if everybody else is either deceived or foolish enough to uh, to put themselves at this risk, I think that that we we need the intervention of God at some time too. So we got to stand tall, do everything we can, and then the duty is ours. The results are God's. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is an epic battle that is up and coming, and they've ratcheted up the stakes this morning by the orders of magnitude. It's orders of magnitude. Bioweapon, ladies and gentlemen. This is extreme. Wow, have we seen nothing yet? Keep an eye on the ball. Pray hard. Work hard. We still believe that God rules the heavens and he's in charge and we trust in him. Make no mistake that we follow the Prince of Peace, ladies and gentlemen. For Dr. Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.